All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Oilers Nation Radio Tuesday episode here. Liam's got angry brows. Why? I'm looking into the camera like we're on a television show. Okay. I think we should all look more at the camera. We should all look angry at the Is camera? Is that what you noticed from making clips? When I when I go through and rewatch our show. Which you do the whole time. <laughs> for the, the hour. Time. I Even Michael Jordan watched tape. So I go back, make sure I know how everything went. And it's all good. Oh, that's why my mic sock had come up. Mic suck. See, I couldn't see it because I'm looking at the camera. I would like to know what's going on with our mic socks too. By the way, how come some of them are loose? You know, I don't know. Some I feel like people are jerking them around when they shouldn't be. I I play with it. Well, you you grab yours a lot. Jay on real life, he touches his mic every three words. I touch the mic arm a lot. I Uh, dare touch the mic arms will fall off. I just yawn. We got another review about your yawns as well. Pretty excited. So coming in. Well, there's Nation Radio. It's a Tuesday episode. No Rick today because he is reporting live from practice. What kind of content will you get? Zero. Send him He's there. Link. He's not going to be able to figure it out. We're going to try and send out. him a link to join us on the podcast. It's not going to work. One, two, Rick will not be able to figure it out. Three, he's probably going to text us three hours from now being like, oh, I just saw this. That's option C. That one. That's my guess. Yeah. I bet he comes in. I believe in Rick and I bet he has Clem Shady with him. Over well, his people shoulder. will be on the edge of their seat the entire time. If there we can get edging. an impromptu Clem Costin uh, interview, I'd be very, very excited. That would be nice. You know? I'm for that in my message to him. Yeah. If you remember, local pizza chain named after him. 
<laughs> hey guys, this would be funny. Oh shit. You know what? This isn't funny for legal reasons. <laughs> uh, we got plenty to talk about. No time to waste, gentlemen. No time for tomfoolery. Not today. No, 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 no. We got to start with a thank you to our friends at Wendy's for the daily face-off survivor game. Bacon Portobello mushroom melt is here and you need it. Mm. You could be better than me by playing the daily face-off Wendy's survivor game. Once again, out on day one, I was. Yeah, I took uh, Golden Knights over 30 and a half shots. They finished with 30, which just feels like an unnecessary kick to my balls. Um, <laughs> they could have just gotten like 20 and just not even made it close. But no, they had to get within one bullshit. You've got me. This is an aside from the Daily Face Off Survivor game. You've got me hooked on shot props for the last year, I'm going to say. They're fun. They're not, though. Because you always miss by one. Or just a lot of them. Yeah. Like if you do a total over 62 and a half, as an example, like we've got tonight against the Red Wings, follow it through. But then sometimes it'll be like 50 and you're missing it by 12 shots. And then I get upset. Yeah. But there is nothing better. I mean, betting, shout out to Betway 19 plus, please play responsibly. Supposed to be fun. Something that gives you a lot of enjoyment. Get a little rush out of it. Maybe there is nothing better than when it's coming down to the wire and you're like, I need five shots in the last five minutes of this game. It's electric. Can't wait to do an Arizona squad bet. Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy team this year. And thanks to our friends at daily face off. We put together a game for you. Those of you who want to smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes that will have you winning despite your lack of team building skills, or you're just bad at picking like I am. Mm-hmm. Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a sweet and grab sweet victory from the mouth watering jaws of defeat along with some fresh never frozen beef. Sign up to play a daily face off uh, daily face off survivor to win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's along with the Wendy's app. It's harder than that. It looks people. Mm-hmm. Once again, I was out on day one. It hurts, but I'm through. How are you? You're on day two. I'm right, on day two. I took Tyler Sagan to get a point tonight. Well, you are a head scout. That is why. Mm-hmm. That's what I will give you credit for. Dan, you in? No, I keep missing the deadline to get the first pick in. Ah, you rascal. I'm going to catch that guy at the top. Whoever you are, just know I'm coming for you. Listen, Liam is a hungry man. A lot of looking into the camera today from Liam. <laughs> you can watch it on the Oil's Nation YouTube. Liam is our gym, in a way. Mm-hmm. Deadpan looking into the camera. Hide your staplers. Mm-hmm. It will appear in Jello <laughs> at some point or another. Mr. Tyler, your check for our friends at Wendy's. What have you got for a delicious debate today? Well, uh, Liam and I were talking to our pal Stephen Ellis earlier today, and he had an article up about uh, what big assets <laughs> the Oilers could potentially move. And the question we're going with is if the Oilers were to spend up and use a big asset, would you prefer they do it on a forward or a defenseman? I was getting there. You I really I was- thought you had thrown a wrench in my plans here. Nope. That's, I mean, twisted you he had Holloway, Broberg, uh, Matt Cannoli or whatever his name is. I love a cannoli. <laughs> What's his name? They're delicious. <laughs> What's his name? Cannoli. Yep. Matt Cannoli. <laughs> a delicious dessert <laughs> available at an Italian center near you. Or... Visit your nearest <laughs> Italian friends and family. This isn't a joke, Liam. For a fresh cannoli. Matt Capone. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stereotypical thing to say. Unbelievable. Slightly Italian name all of a sudden is cannoli. I was 
followed by two letters. Gabagool. Gene is upset. Right uh, now. Favorite also, movie, The Godfather. Mm. Also, their first and second round picks. Loves the Or Go Holloway, Philp. <laughs> Philip Proberg. So why did you bring up Petey Tortellini? Like, what's the deal with that guy? He was one of the five prospects Ellis put as potentially available. Gotcha. Philp. Uh, <laughs> So if you, if they were to spend one of those big assets, including Matt Tortellini, <laughs> would you prefer they use it on a forward or a defenseman? Uh, Apologies to Italians everywhere. Well, well, that goes half our demographic. Now I know what I'm getting for dinner, though. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I'm going to the Italian center later. Mm-hmm. I have to stay on Fresh brand. cannolis for everybody. I have to stay on brand and go defense. Uh, I think that this team... <laughs> Still just needs, uh, uh, or not needs, but would really benefit uh, from another Matthias Ekholm style acquisition where you kind of get somebody out of left field that nobody's expected, but comes in and solidifies the defense for this team. Who else? Liam, what do you guys say? <sighs> Sorry to snap us out of that. I think I'm going forward. I actually think that <laughs> the forward group, can, there's a lot of talent in there. There's no denying it. Is Kevin Biscotti one of those guys that you're talking about? <laughs> yes. Right. But I think that it's being used incorrectly right now. And I think adding a third line center would actually go a long ways for this team. So my my answer would be a third line center. But the, to be honest, like the gap isn't too big for me. If they only get a Chris Tanev over a third line center, I'm not going to be, say, crying over my cannoli. I think I agree with you on that. Like, I do like the idea of Chris Tanev. I like it a lot. Um, but I think the biggest impact to be made on this roster is by adding either a premium third line center or a high end top six winger. I think if you do one of those, you're just that much harder to beat come playoff time. When you look back at last year against the Golden Knights, you know, the Oilers had their fair share of shooting themselves in the foot moments. And when it comes to their goals against, but Stuart Skinner also didn't play all that good mm-hmm. and they didn't get goals from anyone except McDavid and Dryside. Like it was frustrating. So I want to add another layer of offensive support. I want to go with a winger or a center. And I'm with you, Liam. If they went and got Tanev, I'm definitely not going to be upset about it. I'll be thrilled. But I just think the bigger priority, if you're going to move one of those big names, it should be uh, should be a forward. I Is it a cop out to say I don't really care all that much? I think I also don't care that much. I th- to you me, came like, up with the question. No, I know. But like, I, I just want to make sure that they upgrade, mm. you know, like I just think both of them would add so much more to this team, but I'm on the forward train. If I had to pick like what I really, really care about, whether it's a forward or a defenseman, if you're going to trade the assets to get an impact player, I'd like it to be more than just a rental. I would like some term like Dan brought up the Matias at home trade. They had to spend to go get Matias at home, but he's here for more than just the stretch run. Yeah. I would love that. Like I would love Jake Gensel on the Oilers. I think he would do a lot of good alongside Leon Drysaddle or Connor McDavid, depending where they slotted him in, but he's going to leave shortly after. So do you want to spend a prospect, a pick and maybe something else to go get Jake Gensel in the hopes that he can help you down the stretch, which he would, but like, Definitely. I would rather, try and find somebody who's maybe got a little term left, maybe another year. Like if I could spend assets to go get Travis Konechny, knowing he'd be back next year, hundred percent. That's where I would go. The reason I said third line center is because I think there are guys with the option. Scott like, Lawton, Scott Lawton, Boone Jenna, both have a couple of years left on the deals. I think they're both $3 million each per year. 
That said, if there was like a defenseman who was an impact defenseman, like a Matthias Ekholm type trade, yeah, of course. The blue line market is really strange. There's not really guys with term, if I'm thinking correctly, right? Gary is UFA, Hannah Fantana, both pending UFAs. Cela Walker. UFA, UFA. There's not a lot. No. It's just, I mean, but you look at Ekholm last year and we transport back to this time last year. Nobody was even talking about it. By this team. point, like it, it came up a little bit. Okay. It was starting to. It happened on Feb 28. Like we're almost at the anniversary. Deadline is uh, nine days later this year. Yeah, you're right. Ten days later. Yeah. Leap year. Liam, I just, calendars. <laughs> you can look at all those teams that are kind of like bubble. Will they sell? Won't they sell kind of teams? And like. I'm not. I'm not even sure if I could find a defenseman on there that's worth it. Mario Ferraro could be a, an option, but he just plays the wrong side. Sorry, he plays the right side, but he's a left-handed defenseman. Yeah, and he has three years left. Two, sorry, two and a half years left at three point two five. Twenty-five years old. What if we're just talking pure rental? For what position? Does it matter? Just no. pure rental. You got to go and you can go get a guy that, you know, he's gone. He's going to go chase the bag when it's all over. I've hyped up to Foley a ton of times. I think there's something to be said about just blowing it for Gensel and just going all in. And like, at some point you, you should take a stab like that. And I know we've seen the Oilers. I don't even want to say do that. Cause like when they went and got Andreas Athens to see you, the idea was that he was an RFA who was going to be here for a long time. Like we've never really seen the Oilers spend a significant asset on a rental. When was the last time they would have done that? And on a like rental contending teams do that. Derek Brassard. Really? They got, went and got maroon. That was a rebuilding year. They were out of the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Actually. Who was it? Probably in would be yeah, the highest two value. Seconds, yeah. And he, but again, he wasn't even supposed to be a rental. Like if you're getting Gensel, you're fully accepting. You're not signing. You know, he's gone. He's gone. Well, cause they also signed green or they traded for green that year as well. That was like he a was fifth a as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Kulak. Noted Oiler. Kulak. I mean, there was a shot. Even when they got him a shot, they'd resign him. Right. Yeah. Keith. I think you have to go back to like 2006 and Samson off and. I'm just looking through right now. So this, I don't know. I don't we have hate, a whole gap where there was no rentals there was to no, be had. Yeah, yeah. There's no play a whole decade. I don't hate the idea. I'm, I'm not as against going after a rental as I have been in years past. Just another side of it is you look at the Oilers roster and a lot of it is still locked in next year. Like if they wanted to run back with the same blue line, they could. All those guys are under contract for another season with the exception of Vinny, who and you could make work if you wanted to up front. I mean, Connor, Leon, Nuge, Hyman, Kane, all under contract for next season still. McLeod's under contract for next season. Holloway's under contract for next season. Like you have a lot of pieces that you know are coming back next year and you know are a part of your cap picture next year. So if you wanted to spend your first round pick on Jake Gensel, I I don't think it's a terrible idea just because of how much better he makes you. Do you have any concern of doing like what the Bruins did last year where they spent picks, they spent assets, and they still got bumped? And that's always the risk with going all in and yeah. the chips in. Because if you're the Oilers, you're basically locked into playing one of Vegas or LA in round one. And they're both really good teams. Mm-hmm. Like playing against LA the other day was kind of like shit. Yeah. They, they do still scare me in the West and the West is such a dog fight that I think that is probably a good point And probably the best argument against <laughs> trading for a bunch of rentals this year is there's going to be like, look at, so the central Dallas, Winnipeg, Colorado, and then in the Pacific, there's the four teams. 
they all seven teams in the West think they can legitimately win the Stanley cup this year. Can't say that about the East. I don't think, but seven teams in the West think they can win the Stanley cup. And three of those teams are done in round one. That's wild. At least three. So that's crazy. Playoffs are a crazy, crazy time. Liam, have you found a rental? Liam was Glen cross a rental? No, no. Okay. Um, we're still in 2008. Not much to be honest. Some of these, scrolling through the decade of darkness, looking yeah. for when the Oilers made a big rental. Some thing. of these trades are nuts. Like, did you know we traded uh, Travis Iwanek in the Eric Greiber trade along with a fourth? It's a lot for Eric Greiber. Travis Iwanek never played an NHL game. I know, but like at the time, he would have been a junior player with the Oil Kings. Yeah, it just seems like a lot. Eric Greiber was a good Oiler. It's a he great seventh defenseman. Scored. Uh, oh, here we, we go. interviewed him. He taught us how to make a roast chicken. Oh. Uh, he scored the game-winning goal in the game that officially clinched the playoffs and ended the decade of darkness. He there scored that go. game winner. Eric Graba. Mark that down for your future trivia endeavors. Sergei Samsonov. Sergei Samsonov was 2006. For Marty Reisner, Ian Stasny, and a second-round pick, which turned, turned out to be Milan Lucic. Milan Lucic. Would that be... That was March 9th. So would that have been the last time? That was certainly a rental. Yeah, he was a one and done. He had uh, 16 points in 19 games and 15 in 24 in the playoff run. Good ad. That's probably the one, right? Yeah. He also had a great little fuzzy beard. Mm -hmm. Rollison, I suppose, as well, the day before. He was the first. Not not a rental because he came back. Was he a pending UFA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Eh? They gave up a first, which ended up being Trevor Lewis, who scored the uh, scored against the other the other day, and a third round pick, which was Spencer Makacek. Classic Spencer Makacek. Never heard noted of other Spencer Makacek. Yeah, <laughs> you know, William, am I allowed to read this next part verbatim, or would you like to go through more trades from back in the day? Um. No. Give me one. Uh, okay, let's see what we've got here. Tony Samalainen. UC Mackinen. Mm-hmm. Peter Nedved mm-hmm. to the Oilers for Dwight Hellminen and Stephen Valaquette. Stephen Valaquette. Valaquette. And a 2004 second round pick, which was Dane Byers. Mm-hmm. That was a deadline one. UC Markinen. What did I say? Rangers. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was to the Rangers. March 3rd, 2004. <laughs> there is. Oh. Did you say the goalies, the first goalies? Valacouette. Valacouette was oh. in their backup. The others traded, acquired. The others traded UC Markinen to the Rangers the year prior for their draft rights to Brian Leach, and then they acquired him back. Yes. Well, that makes no sense. Why not? Why try? Brian Leach, noted Oiler. That was a, yeah, that was a weird time. We had him and uh, Mike Richter both uh, mm-hmm. were on the Oilers organization, in the Oilers organization. That was like a time. weird, like offer sheet. Yeah. Thing, right? Get it your was, jerseys, people. There was something with some kind of compensation there. Oh. That if we had them and they retired, we got something or something like that. There you go. Spence Mackinac played 25 games in the NHL, by the way. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. Uh-oh, I deleted all that copy. How would we get it back? Control Z. Control Z. Okay, we're back. back. Okay. Whew. For a limited time, only our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION25. 
It's 25% off, up to $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code NATION25. Don't forget that's code NATION25 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms do apply. I encourage you. It is a game day. Use DoorDash. Get yourself something a little delicious for puck drop. I think I'm going to do that tonight. What are you thinking? Dare I say it? I would love to know. Don't ask. Mm. I haven't had one for a while. I think I might mix one I in. I haven't had one for a while either. Especially a sober one. Poof. Ages. <laughs> Ages. You know what I like to do sometimes, Tyler, when I'm on my way home from the bar? I'll be in the Uber. Mm. I'll just fire up the DoorDash app and I'll get them to send me food that arrives when I get home. Smart man. Take some timing. Take mm-hmm. some effort. Take some thought. Take some skill. DoorDash can make it happen. And you want to double dash? You can do that too. Two restaurants on the same order. Don't air an ice cream. I dare you to do it. Why'd you give that look? Don't air and ice cream. That's what I did two weeks ago. I got myself a don't air. That was the main. Yeah. And I got myself a blizzard. That was a little treat for me. Interesting. Put that in the freezer. Had it later. Enjoyable. Uh, That was a lovely little Friday night I had. Not too bad, I suppose. Took a dip in Lake Bag Milk. Treated myself. (laughs) Lake Bag. (laughs) Thank you. I'll look back at the last handful of days since we recorded the Friday episode of the podcast. I'm going to ask the gentleman in front of me who delivered for our friends at DoorDash. I'm going to start with Nation Dan. You were right beside me on my right for DoorDash. Who delivered for you over the last handful of days? Uh, Well, the Oilers didn't necessarily have the best effort on the ice, but uh, Oilers fans traveling to the games uh, had seemed like they were having an absolute blast. So I got to give them credit. Uh, Really, really loud in Anaheim and still loud in LA. And it's nice to remind LA of what it's like to have Oiler fans in your building. So Oiler fans traveling with the team delivered for me. Uh, Honorary who delivered to Oilers Adam as well. Mm. You went to all those games, I think. That's his neck of the woods. It's his neck of the woods. He went to all of them and he enjoyed the Oilers fans that were in attendance. So honorary who delivered to Oilers Adam. Tyler. Our friends at DoorDash, who delivered for you? Do I take the layup or do I get a little creative? Take the layup. I don't know what it is. No, I'll get creative. Uh, Calvin Pickard is going to get my who delivered for that Mm -hmm. performance against the Anaheim Ducks. It wasn't like statistically his best game as an Oiler, but man, he made some really, really big stops in that game. And the Oilers were down at different points. And at those different points, they were almost down by more. If it wasn't for Calvin Pickard, I don't think the Oilers would have had a hope in hell of mounting a comeback. So they managed to come back, managed to cover the puck line. Shout out to Betway. Um, and a big reason why is because Calvin Pickard made some really big stops at different points in that game. He wasn't tested a lot, but he was tested with some quality and some breakaways. So he stepped up big time. Calvin Pickard, let's go. Feels like Ryan Strome could have had a Sam Gagne type night if it was not for Pickard. Straight up. He was all over the ice and Pickard just shut him down. All I could think about was... Who Ryan Spooner was delivering for <laughs> as I watched Ryan Strom. Where is he now? Russia. He's working for DoorDash. <laughs> Russia. There is a chance that is above zero that Ryan Spooner will deliver your donor tonight. I would not count that out. I wouldn't recognize him if he came to my door. <laughs> I wouldn't Turn recognize him if I fell over the opportunities the for employing former NHLers <laughs> allegedly in my opinion. Uh, who delivered for me? Mm, you know what I'm going to say? It's been a minute. It's been a long minute since I've seen Ludacris do his verse from Yeah. Luda. And you know what? The hair was there. He looked like uh, Team Cobra from Dodgeball with the (laughs) shoulder pads he was wearing. The verse from Yeah still slaps. Oh, it is sick. Great song. It was flashback to Cowboys when I was about 18, 19 years old. 25 cent draft. You wouldn't know about that, Tyler. 
mm. long before your time. But you could roll into Cowboys with a $5 bill and you are leaving in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Good times. That does sound nice. So ludicrous. Luda. Luda. You delivered for me, man. It was good to see you. Also, honorary shout out to uh, Jermaine Dupree. Nobody knew who you were. Did you know he was married to Janet Jackson from 2002 to 2009? I I found that out today. Did you give your who delivered? No. um, Mine was going to be the Usher Halftime Show, but only from Alicia Keys onwards. Mm. Um, So that was good. I will give mine to Evander Kane for scoring a hat-trick and becoming, what was it, the fastest Oiler to ever score five hat-tricks? In so many games, what Pretty was wild. it? 130 k it. it is nuts. He only has five? Feels like he scored more than that. It's five with us. Ten overall. Ten overall. Uh, that might not be counting his playoff one. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I always think that's fun. Like, I remember that just reminds me of when Leon Dreisaitl scored his first, like, regular season hat trick. And they went, first career hat trick. I'm like, no. I was at a playoff game when he got one. <laughs> it is weird that we just don't count playoff stats. Like, like the game's not? the same. In fact, harder, probably. I was going to say, actually, it might be a little bit difficult, more difficult. But it's so weird. I like on Wayne Gretzky's career stats. It just doesn't count what he did in the playoffs. And I know it's like, oh, playoffs are for the team, not for you. It's like, yeah, who cares, man? Like those should count towards your career numbers. Of it's course weird that they don't. I don't understand why they don't. Somebody needs to explain that to both me and Tyler. Thank you. Um, shout out to Evander Kane for just turning on the burners on that empty net goal as well. We made this joke on Owen every day, but like. When they put that line together, we were like, I think we said it on this pod too. We we're like, ooh, that line's not going to be able to skate. That's the no boots line. Slow line. And then people the next day were, you know, to let us know. And whatnot. And they were like, oh, yeah, I thought you said Evander Kane couldn't skate. How about that empty netter? It's like, well, Evander Kane's now shown us he can do it. So, <laughs> so now we expect it. Yeah. Now we can expect it from Evander Kane because we know he can win a puck race. He's just choosing not to. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to throw that last part in, man? I choosing not to. How dare you? Hey, man, I'm living a good life today. Matias Yanmark's out of the lineup. <laughs> God. Poor Yanmark. I hope Rick's not with him, too. Well, if he hops in the stream, we'll say hi to both of them. Well, maybe he's in there. Hey, Matias, no, how do you feel about going to Guantanamo Bay, which is where Tyler <laughs> feels like you should live? You know? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's what Tyler said. You know? I think it'll be very interesting tonight to see how Gagne, how the, sorry, how the team does without Yamak. Let's and, talk about it. We got some new line combos to discuss, Liam. Our friend Samuel Gagne. Is it Samuel? I would imagine. So. Samuel, I believe. Nope. Samwise? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sammy? Sammy G. Or just Sa. And the M is bonus. New line combos. Sam Gagne draws himself back in. He is going to be playing on the fourth line on the left side with Derek Ryan and Connor Brown. First line remains the same. Nuge McDavid Hyman. The Katy Perry line stays together. Kane Drysaddle Perry. Holloway McLeod Fogel. And then the D pairings back to what is expected. Echo Bouchard Nurse. Cece Kulak DeHarnay. I saw a clip of you, Liam. Which third line do you never want to see playing together again? Is it this one? Yeah. Why? They have zero offense to them. I like them all as players, so I think they're all very good, and I How think they have roles on this team. I would simply, I think Fogel and McLeod actually play terribly together, and I think that's if you're making a small alteration, I would put Perry on that third line back with McLeod and Holloway. I think the one game they played, which was Vegas, if I'm remembering, they were really good, and I think Fogel is is had a good season when he's with Drysaddle, and it's failed when he's not with Drysaddle, and unfortunately, that's just. It's just what he's got to be. And I don't know why it's been broken up. 
Uh, do, you, do you agree? Do you guys well, agree? Do you part of it a little bit? I think it's been broken up because we brought in Perry and they want to see what they've got with Kane. But what has Perry done? No, I'm, hey, don't take this the wrong way. I think Perry's done well, but like, what has Perry done to earn a spot on that first line? He has one point and he's only played like four games, whatever it is, four or five. Yep. Holloway, uh, Fogel was the his best five and five forward. Most of that 16 game run, what do you have? 15 and 16, whatever it was like, that's really, really good. And I don't understand the demotion. Like the other day we spoke about it on O&E and someone said, well, how do you then send Kane down to the third line? How's that a demote? He just scored a hat trick. Well, Fogel was literally the best oiler for like 16 games Mm -hmm. statistically until McDavid decided to show up and be McDavid for a bit. Can I hit you with some numbers? Hit me. Because you mentioned McLeod and Fogel don't play particularly well together. I hope I'm right. I never so, look at the numbers. So I know. So when you look, and we we did this the other day, but when you look at McLeod, Fogel, and Holloway at five on five, they have played together for 41 minutes and 43 seconds. All three of them on the ice at one. PM, you want to take a stab at how many goals they've scored? Three. Zero. They have not scored a goal when they're on the ice together. But then you look at just McLeod and Fogel and no Dylan Holloway. When McLeod and Fogel have been on the ice with no Dylan Holloway, anyone else is the third member of that line. They played 221 minutes and outscored the opposition 12 to nine, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe that speaks to McLeod and Fogel actually are good together. It's just not Dylan Holloway. Uh-uh. You need to factor in the Leon Drysettle thing. Uh-uh. McLeod, Fogel, and Drysettle, when they're on the ice as a trio, 88 minutes, they've outscored the other team 10 to three. When you have McLeod and Fogel on the ice with no Leon Drysidle, 174 minutes, outscored seven to two. Yeah. McLeod and Fogel can't play together. They're not a good they're duo. Not, they're not a good duo. I think they're friends, but they can't play together. And that can't, that can't be like the thing about it, can it? Where it's like, oh, they're buddies. Like they have such good chemistry. Oh. So who cares? Like it doesn't it doesn't work like that. Line mate friends. <laughs> friends. Danish oh, friend. friend. <laughs> yeah, Liam, you're bang on. They can't play together. We'll see it tonight. I my key to victory for on O and E was that line to do something offensively, but earlier in the season we all laughed at them and called them the cardio line. And then Holloway got hurt and they were forced to se- separate everything. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I guess that's the question is, what do you think they need to do more of than what they weren't doing together? Is it is it just driving the net? Is it... Those two? Yeah. I don't think... I think what worked with Drysidle is that those two were just asked to go on four check. And then they got the puck to Drysidle, then they found open ice, and then they were able to produce from that. You can't have three guys who only four check. And that's all like, that's what Holloway brings to the yeah. team right now. And I, I love what they do. I love that they're all capable of doing that. He's always like, oh, an energy line, but it's like, but at what point does it get to a point where it's like this guy, like you can't have your third line and fourth line, not score points. Mm-hmm. That is, is a recipe for disaster. Like yep. going into the playoffs, like we talk about this team needs forward depth. They have it. They're just simply not using it. I just don't, I just don't understand it. Like that first line has been great, but the stats show that it's, I think it's the number one line in the league for 60 minute things, whatever people call them. <laughs> but that, and it's never get broken up. So. If you go back and look during that streak, that second line with Fogel, McLeod and hollow and what's his name? Dry mm-hmm. was top 10 and it's gone. I don't get it. I really do not understand it. Was it to benefit Evander Kane, which it has, but when they were on the I ice, they were scoring six sixty or seventy six point nine percent of the goals, and they were getting fifty seven percent of the shots, sixty percent of the expected goals. Like 
they dominate it. Yeah. I don't get it at all. So I, I, and I don't think it should be too long now before we see that again. And I think you, they have time before the deadline to see what they have. Like see if, if Holloway, Perry and King complete together, see if it works. Mm-hmm. Cause that should work in, you know, Holloway go gets the puck, pass it to Kane and Perry. They both know how to score goals. It should be a good recipe, I think, but we'll see. But I think a third line center is actually now my number one need with my perfect lineup. Would you consider firing Chris Knobloch and bringing in Ken Hitchcock? Just it's potential. Well, they might need that boost if they lose tonight. More, a couple Listen, more losses in a row. We'd have to. Somebody's got to ask the question. <laughs> Maybe. I just, I guess for me, it just feels like Knobloch is finally like doing something with his lineup and he's able to do something with his lineup because he's not in a 16 game winning streak. And I get what you're saying, Liam, but it's like, it's the Detroit Red Wings. We're still not. And I get, again, we didn't show up well against the Anaheim Ducks. We're mm-hmm. terrible. And we didn't show up well against the Los Angeles Kings who are reeling. I wouldn't say they're terrible, but they've been reeling recently and they just fired their head coach. And that was their first game with their new head coach, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I just don't necessarily believe that this is going to be like the standard going forward. I just think that, you know, especially for a fan base, when we clamored for a little bit of consistency to change the lineup and then keep changing it again and again i wonder if maybe that's what he's trying to do here is just kind of give them a little consistency with that change in the second line but you have three big games this week mm-hmm. right i don't know i just yeah. i just think that back half of the season is really tough and you've just gone through a stretch of yes you won 16 in a row but you also played montreal chicago twice played san jose i think right like so now you're was, qualifying the win streak as well what the hell <laughs> i think there was better opportunities to experiment within your lineup than going up against detroit st louis and dallas this week mm-hmm. i just think it's I, I think it might be i hope i'm wrong but it, it looks like it might be his first mistake how about swapping Gagne in for Yanmark? Tyler, I'm going to start with you. I like it. Um, listen, Matisse Yanmark, very good PK guy, generally a low event player when he's on the ice. But I want guys who can score. I want guys who can push things offensively and make good plays in the offensive zone. And I think Sam Gagne has shown, I mean, he's basically scoring a goal every four games when he's been in the lineup. So, and the other side of this too, like this doesn't need to be permanent. Yanmark will work his way back in at some point. I just don't love the idea of Matias Yan or of Sam Gagne sitting out of the lineup for like a month straight. He hasn't played since they played against Calgary, right? I think so. Yeah. I, what yeah. about Yanmark uh, instead of Connor Brown? If you're talking about offense. One guy has a goal. Sorry, he did play a couple. 23rd against Columbus, 24th or 25th against Chicago. So he got a couple more in, but still. Tyler, what about the thoughts of uh, Yanmark coming out, not Connor Brown? Both guys kill penalties. Both yep. guys have been effective at keeping pucks out of the net. Neither guy is scoring, though Yanmark does have one. Yanmark has the one that went in off his face. Um, I think Connor Brown's been doing a better job of getting scoring chances, though. Every game, you kind of see the one rush shorthanded or at least once in the offensive zone. Or it's like, oh, Connor Brown got a look there. Um, I don't see that with Yanmark. Uh, I think Gregor brought this up in the game notes the other day, and you said it too, right? Yamark has 30 penalty minutes this season compared to Connor Brown, who has four. And Yamark has played three more games. So it's like, maybe that's a factor in it as well. On a per 60 basis, Matthias Yanmark is one of the least disciplined Edmonton Oilers. I, yeah, I maybe guess that's why me, he should go to jail because he's undisciplined. Me, Gagne isn't as much of a debt. Sounds like a criminal to me. <laughs> for me, uh, <laughs> 
there's not as much of a downcline to Gagne skating as there is from Yanmark to Connor yeah. Brown too. Sorry, penalties taken per 60, Dylan Holloway's first, Matthias Yanmark's second. Wanted to correct that. Who's third? Vander Kane. Well, that one makes sense. Where's Connor on that list? Connor's uh, a bit sassy this year. Yeah, he has been. Yeah, yeah, Connor's 14th on the list. <laughs> kind of weird though. Like he's getting really, really pissed off. Since Broke a stick the other night. Yeah, like the Vegas one the Vegas too, like the empty shots net. on the net. Yeah. Uh, he's just weird. Just a weird He's in cup mode, man. I get it, but and I mean, I'm just speculating. It's like it's kind of just a weird message. Just get mad at like everything. Like you can be frustrated. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but like uh, you're in a tight game against LA. Like you came down, you came back against them already this season. It's just like break your stick. I thought it was weird, but that game wasn't going his way. They had that weird play where he comes into the zone. The, the puck like fell, but he like left it there. I just feel like Connor gets like Connor gets called like he's a regular player sometimes. And I think that that has to be frustrating. Oh yes. Yes. When, when he's told by the league, we're going to take care of the superstars, but then they don't, they don't also, you know, hold him to that superstar standard. It's just, it's got to be a little bit frustrating. And it, it was neat. It's neat to see Sportsnet kind of honing in on that and recording all the clips of him being frustrated and playing that out too. I like it. I like it. I like Spicy Connor. I just, I, I think I it don't mind team, it. It's just I think it gets the teams back up a little bit too. I think it gets the Oilers pissed off too. And, yeah, I mean, I don't want to see it every single game. And I agree with you. I think that there's like an element of is Connor a whiner that could come up into that too, if it continues. But yeah, if it continues, maybe that could be something. Anyways. Going to start a new game here. Dan's got a new segment he wants to try out and we're going to let him do it. Yeah. How are you describing this here game, Dan? Well, we had a name for it and then changed it. Uh, so we've kind of ruined that. Oh, it's not called Dan's game anymore. It's not called Dan's game oh. anymore. Uh, we're just going to be doing a quick little, uh, rapid fire mock draft, uh, between the four of us here. Uh, no name for it yet. Liam, I'll come up with a better name. Sorry to ruin your graphic game uh, for the live show. Uh, in honor of the, uh, Detroit Red Wings coming to town. We're just going to have a little fun with this one. It's going to be, you guys are going to be drafting three wing flavors. And a dipping sauce. Mm. But the format for this will be traditionally will be three players and a goalie. So you can kind of see where the uh, the play will come into there. Uh, but I did ahead of the game. I created our draft order and it randomly selected Tyler to take the uh, first overall pick this time. Well, snake draft, snake well, draft order. So it'll go yeah. Tyler, bag milk, myself, and then Liam and then Liam and back way through the order. Okay. Well, Tyler is prepping his first overall pick. Got to tell you about nation gear. .ca. We got some fresh threads up there if you want to beautify your life, but we also have a couple of events on the calendar that you need to know about. We got a BOA watch party happening at Greta. That is on the 24th. That is a Saturday night. We've also got the brunch for Ben coming up on March 2nd. That is also at Greta. You can go to nationgear.ca and get your tickets for that. We raise a little bit of money for charity. We're going to enjoy each other's company. Mm -hmm. We're going to watch a couple of wins. Yes, sir. Nationgear.ca. Go click on the events tab. Get yourself some tickets and join us on the 24th and March 2nd. Back to you, Dan. All right. Yes. So with the inaugural pick in this game that hasn't got a great name yet. Or I can't see your font. Tyler. What did they call you on Kevin Carey's show? Uh, Chuckster. Chuckster. Never been called that in my life. <laughs> First overall pick. <laughs> on the big show. On the big program. Big program. Um, big program. Okay. So I think there are a ton of really good wing flavors to take. I also really like the idea of us big doing Chuckster. this like based off the Oilers opponent. I think that's funny. Um, 
I think there's a ton of really good wing flavors. I'm confident something coming to me late, but there's only one elite dipping sauce and it's ranch. So I'm going with ranch dipping sauce as the first overall pick. Wow. Ranch dipping sauce off mm. the board. Bag milk. You are up next. You have to pick three sauces or three toppings for your wings and one dipping sauce. So go ahead and pick it in whatever. Well, you're you leaving this to me. I'm going to just take it. Hot wings. Your classic wing. Oh, there you go. Hot wings is my first pick in the draft. Mm. All right. So Tyler starting us off with ranch over to, or over to bag milk, picking hot wings off the board. I'm going to go ahead and grab the gold standard. In my opinion, it's a dry rub. It's Montreal steak spice wings. I love them. Can't get enough of them. So Montreal steak spice, my first pick Liam. So I just pick a flavor of a wing yeah, or a dipping sauce, salt and pepper. All right. That's a simple one. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Classic simple man. Though. Yeah. You have two picks though. You get to go back right back. back. Snake draft. Um, golden crispy. Oh, that's a good one. Golden crispy. Oh, this. My mouth is warring. <laughs> the pizza 73. Oh, yes. That's exactly so what good. I was thinking. Yeah. I'm going to get some on the way home. So, Liam taking salt and pepper and golden crispy. I'm going to follow that up with uh, the gla- the classic honey garlic. Oh, I'm going to go basic. Honey, like three honey flavors. Garlic. Bagged milk. You're next. I'm going to go. Not every location, not every spot has these wings. But I'm going to do a dry rub, garlic parmesan. Oh, that is a good one. Garlic parmesan is my next wing pick. Garlic parmesan for bag milk. Tyler, back back to back. This draft order. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go sweet chili with pick number one. I just think that's a good blend of little hot, little sweet. It has everything I like, and then just your classic barbecue sauce, just barbecue wings. Okay, those are my barbecue two. sauce. All right, and back to you, bagged milk. Starting to get into the nitty gritty now. Okay, for wings, honey sriracha. Honey sriracha wings. A little sweet, a little spicy. Everybody's having a good time with honey sriracha. Bagged milk selects honey sriracha. I've got to go to my list here. Uh, I am going to grab the peri peri Mm. sauce from uh, our friend, or from, sorry, from friends at Nando's. Mm, Peri peri chicken wings. Lovely. Uh, Nando's chicken sauce there. And I have to grab a, a dipping sauce on the way back. Liam. You have the honors of finishing off your draft order board by picking a sauce and a dipping flavor. Okay. I'm not going to take, I'm going to make my dip decision now because this one is all always left behind mm-hmm. and I don't want it to be my last pick. Smart. Garlic aioli. Oh, nice. Is my dip. Mm-hmm. So now I have Enjoy to pick that. one more flavor. Mm-hmm. Honey hot. Okay. Was that taken? I feel like it's very close to honey sriracha. Is it? I, I, I yeah, can go. I think bar- it's the same thing. I same can go barbecue. You you also can't go barbecue because Mr. I took barbecue. Okay. Uh, teriyaki. Teriyaki. We'll <laughs> <laughs> allow it. Liam scrambles to get teriyaki off the board. I'm going to go unflavored. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just chicken. Raw. Raw unflavored. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy on TikTok is eating the raw chicken until his tummy hurts. Ew. Yeah, it's gross. I well, I was gonna go ahead and grab uh, teriyaki myself, so I'm gonna go ahead and grab uh, Frank's Red, just a Frank's Red uh, chicken wing dipping sauce. There, actually, you know what? I'm gonna do my dipping sauce as a Frank's Red dipping sauce. There we go. I don't really do. Actually, Tyler commented on this when we were in Toronto. I don't really use a dipping sauce for my wings. Oh, yeah, you don't. But in the spirit of the game, I'm going to think now. 
I'm going to go a blue cheese dip. Sometimes that's real nice. The hot wing, little little tang in there. All right. So if you're keeping track at home, the dips have been chosen. They are ranch. And then we have garlic aioli, Ooh. Frank's red dip, red hot dipping sauce, and blue cheese dip. Mm-hmm. Blue Tyler, cheese. I can't believe that went so late. Final two picks of this draft. Only one. I only have one left. Oh, this is the last pick of the draft. This is it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not keeping track. So I got sweet well. chili. I got barbecue. I got ranch dipping sauce. I'm going to wrap it up with uh, dill pickle. A little off the board. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice little dill pickle wing. Up. Yeah. That's perfect. nice. All right. Enjoy well, that. Thank you guys for playing, taking part. In now dance, we're going to put together a little bit of. Uh, a graphic here and we'll put this out to our listeners and if there's any wing sauces you heard that you're, you're sorry you didn't hear uh, feel free to let us know what we missed out on on our socials I'm really confident in mine by the way hot wings garlic parmesan honey sriracha and blue cheese everybody's having a good time with my order I just really think the English are going to back up my choices salt and pepper Golden crispy. crispy teriyaki is a bit spicy, but the garlic aioli should calm it down. Uh, you could have gone with some kind of like curried wing, you know, curry wing. Yeah, I uh, saw that when I googled one. wing flavors. So yeah, you same. googled. Mine was all off the all off yeah, the cuff. You're watching a Crusaders game. We're up four nothing. Seven Still minutes left. The same Crusaders game from Oilers Nation every day. <laughs> yeah, it's a long game. Actually, it is, yeah. Why are they playing at two o'clock on a Tuesday? Hockey, hockey day. Hockey, hooky day. Yeah, it's when like encouraging they... children to skip school. Yep, and work if you're an adult. <laughs> yeah, or a child. I almost called in today. No, you I gotta? didn't. No, I would never. Lifting going on at HQ today. <laughs> what you don't see behind the scenes is Liam wielding a pickaxe. <laughs> so we got all those bricks in the of the studio. Should we get Waz? Yep. NationGear.ca, go check out the threads, go check out the events. We're going to see who won the draft, and it's me. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm going to keep this one short. I got two. I got to do a plug, Waz. You're getting too excited. Come on, man. (laughs) Waz. Coming in here, mixing it up. Sits in the room, starts going. You just hit record and he immediately started speaking. I didn't even get a chance to do a plug. (laughs) Smells nice in here, by the way. Thank Thank you. you. I showered. (laughs) 
Waz is so excited to do. Can you clear that up for me? He didn't even want to hear about Greta, but I'm going to tell him about Greta anyway. Perfect spot. Pre and post game. There's a game tonight. Why not go down, grab some wings. Some of the flavors you heard us just talk about. Maybe Greta will have them. Waz quick, real quick. What's your go-to wing flavor? Uh, sauce. I'll go hot wings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is part hot. of my draft. Thank you. Looks- and your sauce. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ranch. Was part of Tyler's draft. Squad, yeah. I took it with the first overall pick. I oh, didn't take a, I didn't Easy. take a flavor. Like any wing is good if you have ranch to dip this it. This is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. I don't understand blue cheese. That sounds gross. Yeah, it's not that. It good. depends. On- depends. That is my dipping sauce that I chose. Was, but you got to be tactful with it. You don't want to do too mm. much. It's a sharp flavor. <laughs> Pierces the nostrils. Really violates the tongue. You know. Tyler knows. Greta, that's what I was talking about. Again, on the 24th, we're doing a watch party versus it's a BOA watch party. You're going to want to be there. That's Saturday night. What else Mm. are you doing? Come join us. Come join Waz. Challenge him to Mario Kart or challenge Tyler to the football throwing game. If you beat me, I buy you a round of drinks. You've downgraded the Wow. You won't beat me. I bet I will. You know, Riley from uh, the YouTube chat, Riley H. Rocks, I think is his name. I put up like 400 or something. He's like, I'm going to try to beat it. He got like 90. Sorry to put you on blast, Riley. No one will come close. Challenge Tyler. He'll buy you a cocktail if you beat him. You see me at Greta at any point. Just say, challenge Tyler. (laughs) I will tell you he's good. I thought you were calling a former BC Lion quarterback, Mike Riley. I would also beat him in that. He doesn't understand the strategy. He's a system QB. Yep. (laughs) It all makes sense. If you want to beat Tyler, you can do where I do when I beat Tyler at Greta. Challenge him to a kiss in the photo booth. I always win. I keep it in my car. That picture we have together. I have one on my fridge. We've also got the brunch for Ben coming up on March 2nd. Tickets for both events are coming up at nation gear. Ran into Mike Stelter the other day. Said he's excited. Really uh, pumped to do an event with us and to be there. I'm excited to see him. We're going to be raising some money for some great causes at both those events. Nationgear.ca, get your tickets. Join us at Agretta. Over to Waz for a signature bit. Not a game. Can you clear that up for me? Oh shit! Now I go. Sorry, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this was kind of brought up on Twitter today uh, after uh, Tony Barr said the Oilers will be playing 34 games over the next 66 days. So is that a sign for Stuart Skinner to get burnt out before the playoffs? Because I keep seeing that. I feel like I think Skinner is going to handle this a lot better before the playoffs. I think the Oilers will handle this. I know we've talked about this before. Like, do you expect Skinner to be burnt out again before the playoffs? I just don't know what they're supposed to do. They have to play their best goalie to win them hockey games because there's no guarantee that they're even in a playoff spot. Yeah. They have a very difficult schedule. We Tyler, Tyler and I measured it out maybe a month ago now. Skinner could, the max he should play is about 57, I think is what we said. Well, yeah, yeah now it's gotta be close. Uh, I don't know. 40, that, was, 41, that, was 41. that was basically only playing Pickard in the second of back-to-backs and against bottom feeders. Yeah. And it works out quite well that it's going to, they're going to be able to do that. They have a lot of back-to-backs where he's not um, going to play. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know what the other supposed to do. Not play their starting goalie. So he's played 36 games so far. Yeah. There you go. So under your guys math, another 20, how many games do you say they have left? Was uh, so I believe it is 34 games over the next 66 days. So we got to find 14 starts, roughly give or take for Calvin Picker between it's now and the end of this year. Does it work? Really you easy go through the do. schedule. You can do it pretty easily. All right. Um, also the other thing for me in the final two weeks of the regular season. So from the seventh until the 20th, 
They play six games in that span. They have a three-day off break at one point. That's really good. But also, one of those games is against San Jose. Two of them are against Arizona. So it's very easy to see a world where you're going to go Skinner on the sixth against Calgary. Three days off, play him against Vegas. Two days off, play him against Vancouver. And then you give him another four days off or three days off, play him against Arizona, start Pickard the final game of the season because hopefully it doesn't matter. Then you'll have two days off till the playoffs. Like to me, what's most important is that final two week stretch, putting Mm. yourself in a position where like those last couple of games don't mean a ton and you can just play Pickard and really let's do rest. Like right now doesn't matter when it comes to Skinner being burnt out to the playoffs. It's how you handle the last two or three weeks of the season. And I think it's incredibly manageable. To me, I think that it's got to be day to day. The Oilers are not in the playoffs yet. Yeah. You got to win the games now. They've got games at hand, but if they don't win them, they don't mean anything. So it's going to be interesting to see where we are by the end of March. You know, that's a month and a half, plenty of games between now and then to see where we're at. But there's a risk of burning Stu out, but I don't think it's going to happen this year either. I think he's going to prepare himself better just personally knowing what he's going into this year having done it before last year he never had to play that much hockey in a season so yeah i think it's fair to be like hey he didn't know how to handle it he's more experienced now that's what that's how these things work you know it's funny uh bag milk i put out like i said that like he's probably gonna be prepared better prepared and someone says have you even played net before you well, play the full you? you play the full 60 minutes usually <laughs> and have to keep absolute focus burnout happens in net i guess what other nhl goalies would never face burnout Man, the Winnipeg Jets are going to be so screwed then when Connor Hellebuck plays like 80 games this season. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't know what people want. Like, how are they supposed to I, avoid I think they this? Just don't have have trust. you never played NHL goalie before, though, Liam? <laughs> no, I've never played NHL <laughs> goalie, neither. no. So. I just think it's a crazy <laughs> argument. Like, I get it, but it's unavoidable. I, it. I, don't know. I love it. Uh, Others fans are the best. The next one I have here is kind of related to the return of Cliff Costin. I've asked this before. Do we need another Cliff Costin? For example, someone tweeted Zach Lang saying the Oilers don't have a Costin casting type because without, you know, let's say on the L.A. game, the Oilers are down and someone said, oh, they don't have enough fight. Like, I, I think that's overblown. Yes. They got their Cliff Costin type and it's Corey Perry. And Vinny and Evander Kane. Corey Perry, will, Corey Perry will dust someone off if he has to. I mean, he's an old man now, so he's got dad strength. Tyler's mentioned he's basically close to death. But the good part about being there was is that he is that kind of guy. He's going to chip in a little bit of offense. He's going to be annoying, and he'll fight if he has to. Go to hockeyfights.com. Click Corey Perry. There's plenty to choose from. I I just think people want Clem Costin, and they want that Clem Costin type player, but they don't want to pay $2 million for him, and therein lies the rub. We have Matthias Janmark on this team for $1 million, and if he could be Clem Costin for $2 million, sure, but it just doesn't work that way. I think we Costin just, went and got his money. We just loved Clem Costin, so... I think we just like the personality behind him, yeah, too. Yeah, of course. Of course, he was fun. And I, I think it's kind of like last year in uh, the playoffs with Vegas, d- d- why, the Clem Costin effect didn't really matter. Like... You know? yeah, I mean, like he scored a big goal in the playoffs that I can remember, but like ultimately uh, my, my point he three, didn't he? Yeah. We had the big one against LA. Oh, the yeah. big one Sorry. against LA is the one I was thinking about. Um, but like my point remains, I think that they've got a different version of Clem Costin and Corey Perry, different type of player. Both yeah. can be annoying. Both can mix it up. Both can scrap if they need to. I'm not going into the deadline thinking they need to add more toughness. I don't think that's a need. No, I wouldn't spend either. assets to get more toughness. No. I guess I clear that up for me. Is toughness a little overblown in today's NHL or for cup contenders at least? I think having it in the form of a 
fighter is. You can be tough with guys like Nurse and Vinny. Ekholm is not fun to play against, I Kane would imagine. Is no. annoying. Yeah, like, like, the Oilers have plenty of toughness yeah. in the roster. This is we are long from the days where we had to bring in Ben Eager and Darcy Hortachuk to add some toughness into the bottom six. I think that's all I got. Yeah. Thanks, Waz. Short, short session. There's Waz. I hope we cleared it up for you. You too can have Waz clear things up for you. Down at Greta. If you see him. Just walk up to Waz. He likes it. Just go, hey, Waz, can you clear this up for me? And ask him a random question about your life. He'll give you his best take. Promise. Whether it's advice you want or advice you need, I'm not guaranteeing anything. But what I will guarantee is he will give you an answer one way or another. That's all I got to say. Tyler, thoughts? Um, do I have thoughts? Before we get to the game preview, tonight's game against the Red Wings, a couple of things just from around the league that I want to get to. First off, I want to say thank you very, very much to everybody that contributed to the Robin Brownlee GoFundMe. That is now past the goal of 35000 that uh, Gregor set. So huge, huge thank you to everybody that contributed on there. Did pass the goal. It is at 35204 So thank you to everybody that donated to Robin's family. That goes a long, long way for them. Second, back to the NHL. A couple of interesting kind of silly season news and notes. Frank Saravalli today said that Jacob Markstrom almost got traded. Basically did, Mm. but then did it. Yeah. Frank today on DFO live kind of said that the devils and flames had agreed in principle to a deal and then something fell apart and he noted it wasn't Markstrom's trade prediction that ultimately threw it off. So um, it seems like the flames are very, very open to moving on from Jacob Markstrom in the final two years of his deal. I know Eric Francis had mentioned maybe it was salary retention and don't quote me on that though. Um, but the Flames being open to trading Markstrom on top of already having dealt Zadarov and Lindholm and Hannafin's out the door and Tanev's out the door. It's really interesting to see what they're doing. Liam, thoughts on the Markstrom thing? I think you, I think it makes sense for the Devils to go and try and do something like that. We were kind of looking through, like, I don't know exactly what the deal would be for him, but I think Calgary's making the right play. I, I don't think you can put your season on the back of a four game win streak. When you really know you're not that good. And if you're the Flames, you're just trying to accumulate some good young talent and be good again, not in five years, but in two years. Yeah. Dustin Wolf's going to be your guy. And Jacob Markstrom in the final year of his deal two years from now isn't going to really mean a lot to you. If you have a team that's willing to give you a premium asset or two for Jacob Markstrom, you do it right now. I'd love to know like what that deal would have been. Maybe we still do find out, but maybe not. But uh, Markstrom's got two more years left after this one. $2.5 million signing bonus in each as well. That's just got to be a nice little lump sum payment on July 1st going to Jacob Markstrom. Uh, The other thing is coming out of Tyler. You mentioned this before we started recording coming out of Nashville. You see Saros could be available, but the Preds want a high end offensive forward. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I, it's kind of the same thing as the flame. Can I interest you in Warren Fogle? Is Evander Kane high end? Not that the Oilers need UC Saros anymore, but is, uh, yeah, he's a, he has 17 goals a season. Yeah, it's a great player. Um, Nash was kind of in the same boat where like UC Saros needs a big money extension in a couple of years. And it's like, if you have Yaroslav Askarov and you're sitting there going, he could be our goalie of the future. We want to turn our attention to two or three years from now instead of right now. And some teams willing to give you their best prospect and a first round pick for Saros. And you don't have to be the team to commit $10 million to Saros when he hits unrestricted free agency. I I think Nashville should be all over trying to move on from him. My only concern, and it's a bit of a concern with Markstrom too, is that the LA Kings are going to get one of these guys. 
The LA Kings become a serious problem if they get UC Soros. I'm scared of that possibility. They do like to take swings. Yeah. And we know now Rob Blake's fired a coach. As soon as a GM fires a coach, the heat then gets turned to them. Like, yep. I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if LA makes a push for Soros. Might have to throw in Brooklyn Blake as part of the return. To bring in a goalie. Thoughts? Who knows? You know? Might be worth thinking about. The other thing, we didn't talk about it on this podcast. I know you guys have probably done it a lot, but I want to get a hockey fights perspective on it. The Ridley Gregg incident where the slap shot into the open net. I thought it was great. I love more wrestling in hockey. I love drama. I love shenanigans. I love that Morgan Riley. He's going to get suspended. We haven't seen what that looks like yet. I love that he jumped him after. I love the whole thing. There was nothing about it that made me mad. Tyler mentioned this yesterday on real life. If that was a Vander Kane going up against the Calgary flames and fired a a clapper into the open net, we'd all love it. Whatever happened after that would be also fun. So I'm curious, what was the take on hockey fights about what happened? Just the whole event. Uh, Well, I think sports wise, it's hilarious having these unspoken rules like this. Uh, what Ridley Grigg did was really innocuous at the end of the day. It didn't really affect anybody. Um, there's a, there's a bunch of other funny things that I think he could have done that he didn't do. Um, so for that, I love it. I, I just think it's, I think it creates fun in a sport where often we are just too, you know, regimented in our ways. The other side of it, I, I could do without Morgan Riley going to the neck with a stick, but I understand the passion and the excitement and the, you don't want to be embarrassed and you don't want to be laughed out of, out of the building. I get all that. And so that's part of hockey. And that's the, to me, that's the, the exciting thing because now the next time the senators and the Leafs play that game is washed off the slate, except for all the stuff that's left over that's unsaid. So I, I don't know, like we're, we're, we're heading towards, I think a place of a lot, a lot less of this. And, you know, when I see it, I watch it and I just watch the whole, the whole event take place and hockey, the hockey world's been talking about it now for three or four days. Yeah. That's fun. That's exciting. And that's what hockey should be mm. focused on is getting their, their name out there, getting their faces out there. Even if it is something like this, where you're not necessarily super stoked about it, it's still a part of hockey. It's still a part of the game. So let's have some fun with it. Liam Tyler. What do you think of, first of all, just the slap shot into the open net was hilarious. So funny. I thought it was great. I wish more people would do that. Mm. Like I'm tired of everyone's feelings being hurt all the time. Like I want to be entertained at home. And that's what that was. Rivalries are also good. So the Leafs and Sens hating each other. Is it also a good thing for the league? Just like the Oilers and Flames hating each other is good. Like, I think the code is, is good in some ways, but like, are we really getting pissed off? Cause you are embarrassed. It's by just, someone's slapping a puck into the empty net. Like yeah. well, I just think that was so actually quite pathetic by like, I see. And I love that they got mad. I love that they got mad too, but also to then come out and then cry about it more. It's like he scored on an empty net. He was going to score if he tapped it in with his toenails. Like he was going in. Which like, I think is the next play. You go right up to the line <laughs> and you put the puck in and then pull it right back out. Like just, just what point does it get to? It's like, this is the NHL. Or just down on one knee and you pull cue it in. Ah. The Ottawa Senators do not need to make sure the Toronto Maple Leafs go home feeling nice. Nope. No. And I that also- arena was all Ridley Greg would have seen is just all these Leafs fans everywhere too. Yeah. Screw him. Slap it in. Do it harder next time. Send I also think it was hilarious that 
Ryan Reeves was calling out the time oh my goodness. at which this is happening as if, bro, you still play on the Leafs. You could have done something about it. And he, he went he out and did nothing. He went out the next shift and didn't even line up next to the Ottawa guy. What's his name? Uh, Kastelik. Yeah. He could have lined up at center, took yeah. the face of women fought him, but he lined up as a winger. Could have called out his sentiment. I was watching, I was watching live and I was shocked that, that I thought for sure that there was a fight coming. Me too. Nothing happened after that. And, and it wasn't even like the referee stopped at story time. You know, and then also just with Ryan Reeves and they're being like, oh, back when I came into the league, that would have never happened. Dude, you came into the league in 2010. Yeah. Like that, that's exactly how that would have played out in 2010. The move to Toronto was one of the worst ones I think Ryan Reeves could have done because they continuously put a microphone in front of him, but he's not able to act on the ice the way that his microphone work is. And it just, there's, there's something lost there when he was in Minnesota, when he was in St. Louis, when he's in Vegas, they don't really focus on the fact that he's not doing anything out on the ice. Yeah. But the Canadian media is like, uh, you were out there too, man. I, I will say I liked Riley's reaction. I liked that he was pissed off about it. They, I just don't, the Leafs have shown us time and time again. That yeah. They are kind the, of, spineless like it's nice to show him pissed off there is i i don't think this counted but morgan riley has one hit apparently this season and that one did he get another one no that wouldn't have been Ah. it because he wasn't on during the play but i thought that was really funny i to me i loved it i don't care about either of those teams and frankly that was the most i cared about the leafs and the senators in forever the one other thing i've he should not be suspended for as long as he's gonna get who? Morgan Riley. I don't think the initial contact. How many games? I bet he gets six games. And I, I bet he'll get five plus for sure because he has this in person. I think he should have maybe have got one. I think the league has gone through this numerous times. There was the one video that went around today of Alex Chase on, yep. did it the against the Leafs, I think, actually, and did it right to uh, VC's head after the whist, after the game. Yeah, got one game. There was one a couple of years ago, um, or maybe it was last season. Lazard cross check Josh Morrissey, but his was like kind of rode up his shoulder and hit him in the head. Like it's a suspension. Don't get me wrong, but like you, Morgan Riley should not get more than one game for this. And he's going to get like six. I don't think you can look at past examples of the NHL dropping the ball and like, just be like, well, then they should just keep dropping the ball. I think they should take this seriously. It was a cross check to a guy's head. They already nothing to do with hockey. They already suspended, um, Mangiapane this season. For one game for cross-checking someone to the head. It's During the their, play, though. But it's their fault that the rules are screwed. And I'm, I agree. Like, you can't continuously do it. But, like, you have to. They th- gave Perron six. But Perron's is way different. No, the, it's not. It's, it's way. A, it's 100% it's direct, different. It's going after a guy to cross-check him in the head. But Zub had nothing to do with the play. Gridley Greg had something to do with the play. And you can tell by. Did Rid- Ridley Greg break a rule? No, I'm not saying anything about Ridley then, Brown breaking a rule, but Perron went behind Zub and cross-checked him right in the head. Morgan Riley went up to, uh, what's his name, Greg, and rolled up his shoulder into his head. Oh, barely rolled up. It still rolled. They're no. completely different. They're not Iron comparable. Five. Dan, what do you think? I'm just trying to remember, what did Shifley get for the Jake Evans hit? Did he get three? It was playoffs too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we're getting six. Four, games for, four playoff games in a playoff, yeah. yeah. So Trangelo got he one. Fucking demolished Just curious, that. and that was, I mean, that to me, that was the peak of, like, viciousness on a on an empty net goal. Like, that's yeah, that the was gold standard. Nice. So if you, you get, demolished. if you get anything more than Shifley, that, I agree with you, Tyler. Like, I think that you have to, like, set precedence here. 
and the the notion that the that the league is somehow afraid of like appeals coming back on them and and lessening it is annoying to me too like do your job and then let the appeal process take its place but uh, yeah i don't know it's this one's an interesting one because yeah i i i do think they're going to slam the book on them and i don't necessarily feel like it's necessary that way i think he's going to get 3 i think he's going to talk his way down a couple of games <laughs> You can, there's no minimum, right? Like if you have in person, it's not like he has to have a minimum of five, which would be hilarious if they just give him a five. After all this, that would be awesome. After the travel, the outrage would be so good. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I I liked it. Was not the cross check to the head. I mean, like the reaction could have gone better, but you know, Leaf fans, Leaf fans complaining that they're being victimized by the league. Hilarious. Uh, more suspended than anybody. <laughs> uh, it's like, course. what? Uh, <laughs> what? Okay, let's go through all of them. And let's let's figure it out. If you guys are, if you're the most suspended team in the league, is that because the league is on you or is that because you're the dirtiest team? Let's wrap up the podcast real quick with a preview of tonight's game against the Red Wings. I know that by the time you're listening to this podcast, it might be after the game, so we're not going to go a whole lot into it. But I just want to know from the boys, what are you thinking the Oilers have to do differently? I mean, they've got one goal in 120 minutes of hockey played post all-star break in those losses that the one goal that was a two on O mm-hmm. uh, it was dry saddle McDavid shorthanded against Vegas that went in not much. Anybody's going to do about that. But outside of that goal, they're kind of snake bitten over this last couple of games. I mean, they got the empty netter against the ducks that gave them their fifth goal of the game. And since the start of January, the only other game they've scored five or more was the first game of January against the Flyers. Every other game, it's been two, three, four, two, three, two, three. And that's fine. Like you win games like that, but yeah. like ultimately their their offense is not where it needs to be. Exactly. That's kind of my point. Is like this isn't like a one week kind of slump. Like their offense has actually kind of been mid average for a while now. So um that's part of the reason why I want to see them out of forward. So yeah, I just, I'd love to see the scoring get going, but Detroit has been playing great hockey as of late. Alex Lyon's been a hell of a story. So he'll be a tough nut to crack. What's your key to victory tonight? Get the five on five scoring going like Nugent Hopkins doesn't have a five on five goal in 13 13 games. games. Like that's not good, man. And I know Gregor's pointed out the Oilers are first in expected goals and basically every company that tracks it, every algorithm or formula you use, but there also is something to be said about finishing. Corey Perry should have scored that goal against the Kings on the side of the net. They've hit a couple of crossbars. Leon Drysettles had a couple of looks in the slot that he just dusts off or holds on to or tries to force a pass instead of ripping it. Like, I want to see this Oilers team start to just capitalize on their good looks. That's my key. I'm going to jump in on that as well. My key to victory is like, simplify. When things aren't going your way offensively, I find that the Oilers try and force things too much, and they always have. This isn't new with them, especially when they got the bulk of the players are the same. Bodies in front. Get in Alex Lyon's face. Throw them at the net. Hack away. Get in Corey Perry's office, which is basically on top of the goalie in the crease. Get ugly goals. They're just as beautiful to me, and I find that the Oilers, when they're struggling offensively, they don't cash in as many of those ugly ones. So if I'm bringing a key to victory, that's what I want to see. Get ugly. Play simple. Shots on net. Hack away at the rebound. Collect the garbage. Liam, what do you got? I'm going to say control the game. I think is my key to victory. I feel like they haven't been able to take over anything for a while, so I just have be the Edmonton Oilers. Be the offensive juggernaut you can be. It's what they're like. They're supposed to be a team that can outscore their problems, and I love and appreciate that they're winning low-scoring games. But like, come on now, let's go. 
I'll see some fun hockey. I'm sick and tired of the comebacks. Uh, I want to see this team come out and put their foot on the throat in the first period and really just have a team like the Detroit Red Wings shocked, shell shocked that the Edmonton Oilers came to play tonight and beat up on them. So I, I I still want to see it. I think that this team is creeping back again. That first period issues where we were kind of thought we were done with that nonsense. This Edmonton Oilers team still doesn't seem to be able to wake up for that first period. I want to see them just crush a team. Last order of business, gentlemen, a score prediction. I got a 4-2 win coming for the Edmonton Oilers. Liam, what do you got? 5-3 Oilers. Tyler? 6-3 Oilers. Empty netter. Nation Dan? 2-1 Oilers. There you have it. Going to be enjoying a victory tonight. Very, very soon. We'll be down our way down to Arizona. Expect some on-location content from us when we're on the nation vacation down in Arizona. Until then, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.